Hello, my darlings. You are listening to Healing in Doses. My name is Siobhan, and I will be leading today's Sky Magic. This is the second installment of our weekly Sky Magic series, which is all about astrology for a given period of time. Today, we will be talking about the week of April 8th through the 14th. So we've just kicked started that week. Um, We have some really exciting things going on uh, for each and every one of us. But ultimately, I just want to tell you, this is not going to be as tumultuous and as crazy as the past couple of weeks that we've seen thus far. So if that's any soothing to you, um, I'm glad to give you that information, give you that intel. Uh, This week is... An interesting transition, as the month of April truly, truly is, a transitional period for many of the uh, planetary placements we have. Uh, April will have quite a few significant shifts, but shifts in the realm of transformation. From the start of the year, we've been up, down, and all around doing a hyper-focused look at love, a hyper-focused look at individual uh, perseverance and and presence in the world, a hyper-focus on humanity. And April is all about taking the, the... the things that we've done up until this point and the emotions that we felt up until this point and turning it around to make it purposeful and much of which is going to occur in the next couple of weeks of this month. Overall, the theme of this week as it plays into the central theme of April, which is all about transition, week 8 through the 14th signifies what I like to call the calm after the storm. Yes, my darlings, that's right. The calm after the storm. Like many of you, I too have been uh, inundated and bogged down and weighted by Mercury retrograde in Aries. Uh, and also just the high uh, Aries energy that we have. Um, there's so much in the dynamic of uh, Aries and what that sign means. For those of you that have a bunch of Aries people in your life, if you've never met one, uh, you'll see one walking down the street by the force of their walk, the force of their talk, very direct, very pronounced, very prominent. So a lot of what we've been feeling is just that. We've been feeling an energy of there's nowhere to turn, there's nowhere to run. We were confronted by things we didn't expect. We were made clear about some things that we had been uh, pretty fogged up about and in the dark about. We were in positions of power and control uh, and really ignited to take charge of our own lives. So over the past couple of weeks, really much of March was dedicated to healing not just the world but yourself and what does it mean what does selfhood mean to each and every one of us mercury retrograde has played an interesting role in that because it has put a bit of a stopper on that kind of ego driven attitude so the natural impulse that we may have wanted to act on the natural impulse of go 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 do 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 uh, mercury retrograde put a universal 
delay on what that means. So you may have been forced to chill. You may have been forced to think about things again. You may have had a bit of word vomit and said some things you didn't mean or or expressed yourself in ways and have felt the repercussions of that, right? So if you go against Mercury retrograde and you out here being reckless, oh, the universe has an answer for that. And many of us felt that as well, right? Moving quicker than we needed to, uh, moving quicker than we should have, and feeling literally the immediate effects of that nonsense. Uh, Much of the past couple of weeks, we've seen some tumultuous aspects that were that planets were making to each other. So a lot of squares, a lot of oppositions from a planetary perspective, really driving that um, touch and go, walking on eggshells, uh, feeling that uh, a lot of us have had over the past couple of weeks, like knowing what we want to do, knowing who we want to be, knowing how we want to live our lives, knowing the force that we want to see, the change we want to see in ourselves, but feeling inhibited, feeling kind of stalled, feeling a setback in how that's going to get done. This week is all about surveying what that means and what that's left behind. So April 8th, really not much going on. We have the moon sitting in Capricorn for the last day uh, around 1041 at night. So actually right now when we are recording this episode, the moon is void, of course, right? So we talked about that in a couple episodes back. I think I talked about it last week, but anytime the moon is void, of course, it's a dead space, right? It's like literally a dead end. The moon is essentially floating from one place to the next. So for much of the day, uh, earlier today, you probably felt an innate sense of responsibility towards your goals, towards the people around you, towards yourself. If you are a naturally kind of emotional person or if you have a moon that was in or, or is in a, a water sign or even an earth sign, uh, Capricorn is a very kind of masculine-driven, power-driven sign to have your moon in. So there was an in, innate sense of duty, responsibility, um, and and true pragmatic uh, and pragmatism that you were evoking earlier today and and definitely on Saturday, but tonight you are kind of in a dead space like the rest of us uh, until the moon moves into Aquarius, right? So it's important to pay attention to the moon because it guides the emotional elements, right? So we have a bunch of planets and a bunch of spaces, and we have a bunch of uh, energy that's coming through the signs that those planets are sitting in, but the moon is a pretty telltale sign of the gut reactions, uh, the gut emotional responses that may take place from a global perspective uh, as it relates to emotional matters. So it's always good to pay attention to the moon. So there's nothing truly major happening from April 9th through April 10th. So that's Monday and Tuesday, the start of the work week, uh, the start of many um, weeks for those of you that are, are focusing on your health and wellness and fitness. Monday is always a good day to really get things started. Uh, but in this time, from an astro perspective, we're kind of chilling, right? We don't really have a lot going on aside from the moon firmly stationed in Aquarius, right? So... For those of you who know a bunch of Aquariuses, or you may be an Aquarius yourself, you understand that this is an air sign and the um, high altitude of this sign, uh, really thinking from your head first as opposed to your heart. So the emotional kind of drive that we'll find ourselves leaning towards as a collective is how can we impact more, do more, seek more than 
kind of the individual baseline desires that we have. You'll find yourself thinking in a more expansive way, feeling in a more expansive way, not diving into the weeds of emotional depths, but really taking it and solving a problem from that 30,000 foot view, feeling a bit more and thinking a bit more expansive in all aspects of your life. How can we dream bigger, think bigger, create bigger, um, and make this an impact and, and make this um, this action mean more than the singular focus we are placing on it. Uh, notable Aquarians like Alicia Keys, like Oprah, you know, that think about uh, these folks and other, other notable Aquarians that are equally humanitarian as much as they are loving. But again, their approach is always, how can we get this a couple of steps higher so that we can truly see the forest from the trees? That's, that's how um, that Aquarius energy is really set up. And when you have that in the emotional, when you have the, the emotional aspects of the moon sitting in that place, you're thinking about solving problems and confronting emotional issues from the most objective position possible. Right, So if you feel like you've been sinking and drowning and just haven't been able to truly think things through lately, Monday and Tuesday actually might serve as a welcome, welcome beacon of mental agility for you in order to get shit done and get things in a place that you hope they would be. Now, April 11th, hump day has two major aspects happening. So right, so you think everything was sweet the <laughs> April 9th and the 10th, and then Wednesday comes and the energy is really potent uh, and really exciting for us to be involved in. So the first major aspect we have is the Venus trine Mars aspect, which is equally sexy and feisty and fun, but also um structured and also uh, deliberate in its energy as well. So let me break this down a bit. We have Venus, which is the planet of love, sensuality, money, materialism. Um, It is a planet that is uh, tied to innate sensual beauty. So nothing really overt, but also uh, that beautiful romance that can be found between human beings, as well as a focus on Money, a focus on what you have, your possessions, jewelry, looking beautiful, being surrounded by beautiful things, having beautiful things happen to you. Uh, It is the planet associated with charm and finesse and flyness and uh, that, you know, that just that swag that is a Venus driven trait. Swag is very, very Venus. Uh, And Venus is currently sitting in its uh, home sign. Taurus, right? So Taurus is ruled by the planet Venus and Venus is currently sitting there. And anytime a planet is sitting at home, just like you sitting at home, peace is abound, right? So we have Venus truly being exalted in the sign of Taurus, making a trine, which is a positive aspect uh, to Mars, which is currently sitting in Capricorn. Mars is the planet of drive, of focus, of energy. I always say wherever Mars sits in your personal birth chart, that's the shit that gets you up in the morning. That's the shit that you're excited about. That's the shit that makes you happy and makes you want to move, jump, play, and live this life to the fullest extent possible. So currently Mars is sitting in Capricorn. So there is a drive towards 
restructuring what it is we've had in place for so long, a drive towards making things count, making decisions, making it real, not sitting on our ass. It's a drive to truly accomplishing our goals, making our marks on the world, uh, looking at our structures that we've put in place and literally blowing up anything that does not serve us in the right way. Mars is also a war planet, (laughs) the planet uh, notably associated with war and also um, the planet that rules Aries. So that's a nice um, planet to have and think about uh, in something like Capricorn, right? And Capricorns are, that's a get shit done kind of sign. So if you have Mars sitting there, it's all about how can we get shit done? But in the most logical fashion, in the most practical fashion, and how can we knock down anything that's in our way, keeping us from achieving those goals? So that's what we have. We have Venus in Taurus, we have Mars in Capricorn, and they are trine. Trine is a astrological relationship that denotes an amplification of the energies of both signs. So it's like you and your homeboy, you and your homegirl, y'all are bigging each other up, giving each other that 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 good confidence, that good boost, like, no, you fly, no, I'm fly, no, you fly, no, I'm fly, all that good stuff. That's what a trine is. When two planets are trine, they are literally uh, in partnership and mutually exclusive amplification of each other. So Capricorn is shining the light, or excuse me, uh, Mars is shining the light on Venus. Venus is shining the light on Mars, and they're both high, uh, and they're both uh, excited, and they're both kind of wearing their best clothes, right? So that's an exciting relationship to have because it can really uh, drive passion and sensuality, but in a real, <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a really, really deliberate way. So if you're on Tinder, you know, however you're swiping on Tinder, that actually might come through, right? If you're, if you're making a move, if you're making a deliberate action, you're going to reap those benefits in a very sexy way, right? Uh, there's going to be a focus on charm and of getting things done through your charm, through your attitude, through your subtleties, through your or vote charisma, all of that shit. That is something that is is uh, promoted through this trine, right? So how do we get things done in the sexiest way possible, right? That's your Venus trine, um, Venus trine Mars, uh, Venus and Taurus trine Mars in Capricorn. Now, we also have something else happening on that day, which is kind of the exact opposite of a trine. We have the sun currently in the sign of Aries making a square to Pluto currently sitting in Capricorn. So we have Mars in Capricorn and we have Pluto in Capricorn. And although Pluto and Mars have some similarities, they are a bit different. What Pluto does in Capricorn is it shines the light on what may be outdated, what may be ill-suited, what may be actually a barrier, um, what what hurts more than helps in how we act in the world, how we get shit done. Uh, so Mars is really driving deliberate actions and focus and that true that masculine energy of um, acting towards goals and building towards goals. And Pluto is putting a little bit of a checkmate on that and saying, okay, okay, okay. Are you doing it in the right way? 
Are is this the right time? Is there some shadowy, shady shit in how you get things done that's really going to bite you in the ass and has been biting you in the ass for a long time, right? Um, with the sun in Aries, anytime the sun sits in a sign, it glorifies that sign. So yes, it is Aries season. It is Aries season for a little bit more time. And with the Aries sun, there is this dominance of I, right? And the beginning and how we start things, how we kick things off. Um, airy signs are all about the igniting, um, this, the building the foundation, setting the stage for what may come next. They are the starter sign. They are the first sign um, in the astrological cycle. So it's all about the beginning. So having the sun in Aries have a have a, a square, which is essentially like an astrological beef. People are squaring up. I said that last week, same rules apply. Having that that eye and that ego square up to that darkness and how you execute and how you move through the world can create a bit of a power struggle, right? So you may see on Wednesday, uh, people flexing their muscles a bit more than usual or feeling a bit more on the defensive about their ways to success. So if someone comes at you with a business idea that they've been cooking up and it sounds ridiculous, uh, and you know if you have a question about that, there may be a bit of apprehension towards addressing your concerns or your questions. That person may get a bit, you know, in their feelings, they may get a bit boxy about it. Um, and that will pass, right? This is, we're only talking about uh, the ingress of this relationship on Wednesday. So we will be feeling that on Wednesday, uh, but understand that it's, it's really the light of, you know, I am first, I am leading, I am, I am the leader, I am moving in this uh, with my independence and my strength in hand. And that's that sun in Aries knocking right up against the, well, you're not going to do it that way situation when you get to the Pluto in Capricorn, right? Really having to check how you execute versus uh, the fact that you are the one executing and what that means. So there will be some um, push and pull when it comes to maybe individuals on your team at work, uh, some that, that want to truly lead a project and feel really possessive about that project, possessive about how they get things done, having a hard time letting that shit go, having a hard time releasing that things, or maybe some power struggles you see uh, in, in relationships. I love that this aspect is actually happening with the Venus trine Mars because some of that power struggle might actually be in the bedroom in terms of who's really engaging, who's Who's initiating? Who's, you know, are we paying attention to our lovers? Uh, because power struggle is not just restricted to jobs and career. It's in how we deal with each other, how we relate to each other. And given that it's a uh, coming on the heels of a, an emotional, passionate energy of that trine, it will be interesting to see how the sparks fly. So there are some positives to this relationship, to this squaring up. Um, but we got to acknowledge the shadowy shit about it as well. Now, you know, we can't forget about that moon. Up until the 11th, we will have the moon in Aquarius. So while we have that, that trine and that square happening on Wednesday the 11th, you'll see that mental energy really happening. So uh, we may even see a bit of sexual innuendo happening in, in the flirting going on uh, in, the, in kind of the, the not so nice aspect of it in that power struggle piece. It'll be a, a, a matching of wits, per se. 
okay? A matching of wits, a matching of words, um, some wordplay going on in the emails. So watch watch how you write those emails, watch how those emails are written to you. Um, but a lot of what we'll see in the power dynamics and in the passionate dynamics, uh, much of which will be really thought out from a mental perspective. Now, the night of, or somewhere around mid-afternoon on the 11th, the moon will make that transition, go through that void, and it will make that transition into Pisces on the 12th, which is Thursday. And the moon will be in Pisces on Thursday and on Friday the 13th. Ooh, Friday the 13th. Such a great day. So uh, with the moon in Pisces, we're dreamy, we're idealistic, we're mystical, we're subtle, we're sensual, we're fluid, we're emotional, uh, we are, and when I say emotional, I mean highly empathetic, uh, highly um, in tune with our surroundings. So people might be a bit touchy and you might experience uh, a feeling of openness and vulnerability that you may not have felt in a while. So we've gotten, we've, we're dropping now from the mind and we're going right back into the heart and right back into the soul. And that is the energy that, and the emotional energy that is going to be driving uh, Thursday and Friday. So we went from the start of the week, you know, all the way from Sunday, Monday, Tuesday um, into Wednesday. We were really looking at things from a mental perspective. So we're thinking, you know, we're thinking that this is the right answer. That's kind of the phrase. This, this, this is the right answer. This is the answer that will do the trick. But when we get to Thursday and we get to Friday, we're now switching it to say, this feels right. This is the right thing to do. That's the kind of sentiment that you may see play out in your relationships and your dynamics with other people, whether at work or at play. On the 12th in particular, we do have another a lovely positive aspect happening uh, with a few of uh, notable planets that we spoke about before really interacting with Neptune, Neptune being the ruler of Pisces. So you have kind of a, a light being shined on um, that Neptune. So we'll see that on the 12th for the most part, not truly on the 13th. So both Venus currently in Taurus, and Mars, currently in Capricorn, will be making a sextile relationship to Neptune. Sextile relationships, uh, or aspects, as they're called in the, in the astro space, uh, they are similar to trines in that it is what we, would, what we would deem a more positive relationship. But as opposed to an amplification of energy, this is simply a nice even partnership, a nice even exchange from one energy to the next. So Neptune is a truly elusive planet, hence why it governs the sign of Pisces. It is a planet that highlights the depth of our emotional undertaking, the depth of our spiritual understanding, uh, what truly what truly drives our passion, our compassion, our empathy? Um, how do we feel about the greater elements of humanity? So it is, it is a planet that is, that is the total opposite of ego-driven. It's really they're less about the I, more about what I can do, 
who I am as a relation to everyone else, right? So that's that's how Neptune really positions itself in the celestial space. And we have both Mars and Venus making sextile relationships. Venus actually on the 12th. So after all that steamy shit happening on Wednesday, Thursday is going to make loving relationships and romantic relationships appear a bit more dreamy. So hopefully Wednesday and Thursday are some very beautiful days for you folks that are in a relationship and who are single and dating and particularly seeing someone special or looking to see someone special because it's going to put a higher elemental focus on you and your significant other's true soul nature, right? It's not, it's going to be about that person's heart, how that person moves through the world from their heart center, uh, their ability to connect with you, their ability to understand you, their ability to see the depths in you and vice versa. So that's the kind of uh, mood that will be created for romantic relationships, for money, for beauty and aesthetics. You may be attracted uh, on Thursday. You may find yourself more attracted to just dreamy like colors and people and things. You may find yourself moving a bit slower, but not dragging yourself along more like a floating. You might feel a bit of that floating happening there as well. So you Take advantage of that. Take advantage of that dreamy nature. If you uh, aren't really looking to connect with folks that day, schedule yourself a massage, find a way to pamper yourself, find a way to indulge in the goodness of who you are, connect with your significant other, or simply just relax and bask in that energy. So that takes us to the second sextile between Mars and Neptune. But before I get into that, I want to just highlight a couple of things that will be happening at the same time, Mars is sextile to Neptune. First off, the key date that we're looking at at this point in the conversation is April the 14th. On the 12th, we'll have our Venus sextile Neptune, as we mentioned. On the 13th, We'll still have the moon sitting in Pisces and we'll be enjoying the effects of the most recent sextile that Venus made to Neptune. And then on Saturday the 14th, we have the Mars placement with Neptune. We also have an additional truly important placement between Jupiter and Pluto. And we have the moon making its shift into Aries. So having the moon in Aries on Saturday, we'll do a couple of things. First of all, A moon in Aries, Aries moon, folks, you know this very, very well. You are driven by chains. You are driven by transformation. You are driven by the drive itself. You are easily enthralled, highly playful, love to party, love to move. And having that emotional bank in the sign of Aries is going to drive a lot of that up uh, for all of us, really. Uh, And definitely for those of us who have any of these moon placements in our natal chart. So on Saturday, you will find yourself thinking, number one, about yourself a little bit more often and thinking about the fun you want to have, the change you want to make, the things you want to create, the things you want to start because Aries, 
is all about the start. So what are things that you want to create, that you want to begin, that you want to kickstart for yourself in order to create the greatest version of you? A lot of that will take up your emotional bank on Saturday the 14th and serve as a beautiful catalyst for the aspects we'll be talking about on that day as well. The first one, is one I've already mentioned, the Mars sextile Neptune, which will essentially put a very idealistic and creative uh, bug in the drive that's currently happening with Mars in Capricorn, right? So Mars being the planet that evokes what gets us up in the morning, what what is important to us, what motivates us, what ignites us in the world. And having that relationship to Neptune will essentially put a dreamy spin on that force, on that movement. Conversely, it will put some power behind how we... Um, how we uh, use our empathy, uh, power behind our spiritual beliefs, power behind how we relate to others and humanity, power behind what we're feeling emotionally and the empathy that we're receiving from the world. So there may be an amplification of your of your psychic sense and your awareness that day, as well as a a nice creative and idealistic cloak that that surrounds the very thing that motivates you and keeps you pushing. So if you've looked at your goal and your goal achievement from really a narrow singular view, Neptune, this Neptune Mars sextile is going to amplify and um, awaken and really uplift that goal uh, and really uplift that objective that you're working towards. The next aspect that is extremely, extremely important for the basis of healing, for the basis of transformation, for the basis of creativity, for the basis of healing any shadow wounds, healing the shit you don't like to look at, that is going to be the uh, relationship between Jupiter and Pluto. Jupiter will sextile and make a sextile relationship to Pluto on April the 14th. So what the hell does that mean? Jupiter is the planet of expansion. It's the planet of luck. It's the planet of uh, gifts. It is the pl- it is the great benefactor, as it is called. Wherever Jupiter sits in your natal chart is the area that you will receive your greatest amount of luck, your greatest amount of prosperity. The energy that drives that Jupiter planet is the energy that you need to really make you a, a success in all, are, in all areas of your life, right? It's not just one thing. It's not just career. It's all areas. It's health. It's relationships. It's your career. It's your, it's your dynamic with your family. Jupiter is the, the source of luck and the source of truth in a lot of ways. Currently, Jupiter is its own retrograde, and a Jupiter retrograde is very different than a Mercury retrograde. When Jupiter's in retrograde, it's all about doing your due diligence, right? So everything that we are working towards, whether you're working towards losing 20 pounds, whether you're working towards making more money, whether you're working towards moving into a new apartment, into a new house, buying your first car, whatever it is that is a source of achievement, a source of beauty, a source of greatness for you, Jupiter is slowing down so that you can catch up Again, get off your ass and actually make moves. It doesn't matter how you get there. Jupiter's not concerned with the path you take. It's concerned with you taking the steps themselves. When Jupiter goes direct, whatever energy and work that you did to 
reach your goals, whatever the hell they are, you will see the results of that goodness twofold once once Jupiter goes direct. In this placement, Jupiter being in retrograde, making a sextile to Pluto, it notes a hyper-focused agenda, a hyper-focused lens on transformation. Pluto is all about digging up what is buried and fixing it and healing it and mending it and having Jupiter shine its light on Pluto and Pluto open up the can of worms and the wounds uh, in our in our transformational spaces. That right there is is critical for each and every one of us because that is the seed of transformation. Jupiter is shining its light. It's telling you, here's the area that is going to mean the most to you in terms of your personal healing and your personal evolution. So there are pot there are the opportunity for powerful shifts in your chart, uh, in your personal natal chart, in your life, powerful, powerful shifts to happen in your darkest areas of your life, in the darkest areas of your pain, in the darkest areas of your insecurities on the 14th is really the, the opening of that gate to healing the very things that you feel are broken. So that right there on the 14th, um, in, com- in combination to the idealism and the creativity that's driving our motivating forces and this focus, this egotistical focus on ourselves happening with, with the moon and Aries, it's going to be a pretty profound day. So my advice, go to brunch, hang out with your friends, get the spa treatment, go to the gym, take care of yourself. Uh, make sure that you are focusing on the things that make you healthy, happy, and whole, because that is an energy driven out of the Jupiter-Pluto sextile, right? It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, it's important to note. This sextile relationship also puts into focus areas of your career and your wealth Um, development. So if you're working on a business plan, if you are uh, thinking about starting your own business, if you're thinking about taking a job opportunity you've been holding off, if you want to, if you've been thinking about revamping that resume and getting it ready for the upcoming job hunt, this is a good time to do it. The light will shine on all actions you take towards your personal revolution, your personal evolution, whether it is from the deepest seats of your pain and healing or from the deeper seats of your wealth, from your um, overall money management, from the only, from you know, building your assets, building your finances, all of that is governed by Pluto and Jupiter is shining its light on those very areas. Uh, we're also talking about uh, what may seem unrelated, but is actually really related, sexuality. So if you've been in a sexual slump lately, if you are, if you have a poor relationship and need some healing towards sexuality and, and being intimate with someone, Jupiter is shining a light on that as well and telling you, heal that shit, heal that shit, heal that shit. Get to it, identify, and make your peace with whatever is hindering your ability to be fully connected to yourself and fully connected to other people. With all of that Aries energy, the focus is really on yourself. It's really on you reconnecting to whatever damage 
that has been done to you or that you feel you have done to yourself and how you feel about your creative center, your sexual center, your sexual energy. What can, what can we do um, as a collective and what can you do as an individual to truly heal that space? Jupiter is shining a light on that as well. Shining a light on here is where you need to start. Get creative. Take back your body. Take back your desire. Take back your sensuality. Make peace with that shadow part of yourself. Embrace it, reclaim it, own it, love it, and live it. And that is something um, that is resonant within the Pluto planet, right? Pluto really, Pluto is really kind of, you know, that's the sex, drugs, and money. Sex, drugs, and money planet. Um, You know, some people call it that. It's all about the shadowy things that you don't like to bring up at a dinner table. So nobody likes to talk about money at a dinner table with friends and family, like we, we don't talk about money, Pluto rules that aspect. We don't talk about um, control and power and the ugliness of control and pl- power, Pluto rules that. We don't talk about sex at the dinner table, my goodness, Pluto rules that. So everything that seems taboo, but is really crucial to our human experience, Pluto governs that. And on Saturday, Jupiter shines a beautiful light and offers gifts, splendor, and the opportunity to make powerful shifts, powerful positive shifts, and all of those dark areas we love to keep hidden. And that is it, my darlings, for this week in Sky Magic. Uh, I really appreciate the listens and the support and all of the comments and questions that are sent my way. So please continue to do so. You can send me comments on Anchor. You can also head over to my website, www.thehealingview.com and leave some comments there. As always, if you're interested in learning more about how these aspects affect you on a personal level, I welcome that uh, with your questions as well well as with the creation of your own uh, personal natal chart and interpretation. So if more information on that, you can find on my website. I'd love to talk to you and and help each and every one of you really navigate uh, these more general components. With all things, you may feel some of this activity uh, more than others. You may feel one particular day or potency, and a lot of that depends on your personal chart. So as much as you know about that and information you can have about that, the more equipped you are to navigate some of these general things that we talk about week to week. So as always, my darlings, have a kick-ass week. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, happy healing.